Welcome to Startup Confidential, what food and beverage industry players will never tell you that you need to know if you're running a startup. Let's do this. Episode 3, My Team Eats Your Lone Wolf for Dinner. This episode is for those of you out there just starting out who are trying to do this alone and who don't think this is a problem. I think you're nuts, personally. Building a strong CPG brand is always, always a team effort. Wait a minute. I I barely have any sales. How can this possibly be a problem, what you're talking about? What I mean by a team is I mean two equally empowered business partners, at least, taking this on together. I don't mean a team consisting of a founder and a bunch of contract employees, because those contract employees will never tell you the full truth about what they think you're doing, but a business partner will. Which leads me to the first of three reasons why I think it's absolutely critical that founders begin with a team running the company, even if it's a team of two. The first, accountability to goals. This is an old sociological finding here I'm going to share. A commitment is not really internalized by anybody unless it is made publicly again and again to folks whose opinion you respect. While the lone wolf founders out there think that this means, you know, regular Facebook posts or LinkedIn, here's what I'm doing. No, no, no. That's not what causes accountability in a business. Accountability is most easily created by having a business partner who has equal stakes in the future success of the business staring at you every fucking day. If you then fuck up the business, you have now sunk a ship with two passengers, not just one. The mere presence of the second business partner creates a whole new level of accountability, especially for founders whose significant other is not involved in the business. I don't really care who the partner is. I'm not going to wade into the minefield of should it be brother, mother, cousin, uncle, random stranger at the bus stop, roommate I smoked way too much pot with until recently. As long as the relationship is not toxic, it will be fine, folks. And if you don't know what a toxic relationship is, please go see a therapist and don't call me. My life coach rate is $1 million a day because I don't want the business. Accountability to goals. That's the first reason you want to have a team launch a business. The second is getting shit done, which is what you thought I was going to start with. And it's very important reason. Look, there's certain highly independent type A types. Uh, yes, I am one of them. Who gravitate toward entrepreneurship because it grants them 110% autonomy. This is the carrot of entrepreneurship. It is the seductress. These founders believe they can do it all. I've met these guys before. But of course, social autonomy without social accountability is like handing free oxy to a chronic pain sufferer or infinite pornography to a teenage male. If they get addicted, which is highly likely, their life will be ruined, at least temporarily. And in a business as complicated as CPG... What happens to the lone wolf operator who doesn't believe they need a partner is something I call operator tunnel vision, a cognitive macular degeneration. What the hell am I talking about? Here's what happens in a real lone wolf startup. The lone wolf's brain 
which is probably quite intelligent. Sensing operational overwhelm at this or that juncture does not go and seek help, which would be when you turn to thy business partner you don't have, but rather simply start shedding operational duties in order to convince him or herself that they are pulling it off magically. This, my friends, is a common form of self-deception in leadership caused by a lack of a social audience to stand up, a social audience of peers who's going to stand there and call out your utter and complete bullshit. So what is really happening when Lone Wolf founders hit overwhelm? Well, I can tell you because I've seen it again and again. They start omitting key responsibilities and they start engaging in bizarre and twisted prioritizations convoluted to the innermost folds of their own personal comfort zone. That's what an unchaperoned human does under stress. And then shit starts slipping through the cracks. Who vetted the co-packer contract carefully? Hey, who's managing the distributor pickup today? Who's networking among angels? Who confirmed the UNFI has all the paperwork that they need? Who researched the viability of the random new chain who called last week hot to trot? And on and on and on and on and on. Folks, there's no software or AI at Google that will prevent the lone wolf from forgetting something awfully huge in the operational flow I just gave you a taste of. Since most founders are neither business people nor food production managers, I can assure you that the operational tasks alone can cause plenty of overwhelm for a lone wolf founder. It is almost assured that said lone wolf will start losing shit in the shuffle without a co-founder, without a partner. They are merely a support. Look, I believe in founders wearing multiple hats, but not in wearing every single fucking one of them. Not even successful serial entrepreneurs operate like wone wolves. In fact, the most successful serial entrepreneurs know precisely why this is the dumbest way to operate. They are the least likely to do it. On most teams I work with, there's a founder who is the creative visionary and another who is the brass tacks operations focused person. I can tell you that this pair, this duo, this wonder twins combination is highly effective. I recently met a client at Expo West who told me, confessed in the hallways, literally, that he switched from a lone wolf model and finally brought in a co-founder, his cousin. Why? Because he realized his passion was not doing the detail-oriented work. Cue, shit got lost, and it bit him in the ass. That's what he was communicating to me. He likes being the face of the business, the sales and the marketing lead, and he's damn good at it. His cousin is exactly what he's not. The finance geek, the operations guy, focused on the non-human side of things in a very technical, brass tacks, widget business, which is CBG. It took him two years to figure this out, folks. Please don't take that long. Please. Find a partner. Choose carefully, but find one. The third reason why you want to start with a team, in my view, ideally, is that you need to prepare for eventual success. And now I'm going to broaden the definition of team, because I'm not talking just about a partnership. I'm talking about a partnership and also perhaps some contract employees or other folks who are going to help you actually operate the business, some of whom are going to be paid employees. Every once in a while, I meet one of the accidental successes, I call them. These are companies founded by folks who honestly had no bloody clue that their product would take off like it did or when it did. 
And when this happens, they spend several years literally working crazy hours scrambling just to keep up with the growth curve that hit them like a rogue wave. They were generally totally unprepared for the leadership situation that they then found themselves in as they grew their teams hastily to keep up. You may have heard about RX Bar's layoffs last summer. When those happened, I went on to LinkedIn and looked at the folks who were being laid off. And I was shocked to find that RX Bar's HR team had almost 10 people in it prior to the layoffs to manage less than 200 employees. Now that Peter has moved on to a non-executive role, I have an idea of why that might have been. Running a fast-growing company is not for everybody. Getting through what I call the death funnel to half a million dollars in annualized sales is a hell of a lot easier leadership activity than getting to 10, 20, 30, 50 million dollars. This is one reason I strongly advise people to pace their growth early on so that they can develop their leadership skills and their persona as a leader with a small team, which they've started from the get-go. Before they suddenly have 20 to 25 employees having no prior management experience at all, let alone before they suddenly have 100 employees who they cannot interact with daily due to the structure of that kind of organization. And once you've been in that situation, you realize the terror of any leader, which is that they actually have to trust the people that they've hired beneath them, quote unquote. They have to trust that implicitly. And they have to have a culture which builds and fuels that trust. The best way to get ready for success, which is running a mid-sized organization, is to have a team from the very beginning so that you can practice your leadership skills from the get-go. So those are the three reasons I believe you should start with a team and start with a business founder anchoring a business partner along with you. Accountability, getting shit done, and preparing for eventual success. Be safe out there. You've been listening to Startup Confidential. If you'd like more in-depth content from James, please sign up for his free monthly white papers by emailing him directly at james at premiumgrowthsolutions.com. 